Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Yo, it's your boy, G-Money, Greg Penniman, over here doing his fantasy football diagnostics solo pod, taking over for John June. He's out, but it's all good. We're going to hold it down for him. And while we're doing that, we're going to talk about the Week 5 recap. A lot of outstanding performance that you guys maybe had in your lineup that you guys maybe were going against. We're going to go look, check over who those guys were. And also, waiver pod. And so, you know, we got to look at those people that might, you know, you got needs guys need to add to your roster that are still available in a lot of these leagues that can help you out if you're in a pinch. If you got injury situations, a lot of guys had concussions this week, but a lot of guys that can help you as well in your league. So let's get to it. The solo pod, Greg Takeover. Let's go. First, let's start off with uh, the QBs, um, the outstanding performance from there. Uh, we're going to start with Deshaun Watson. My man threw for 28 for 33 yards. 28 for 33 attempts, 426 yards, and five touchdowns. That came out to 41.74 FanDuel points. This man plays so well. He bounced back from the Carolina game and exposed vulnerable uh, Atlanta Falcons defense, uh, lit them up, got Will Fuller involved, got him three touchdowns, got D-Hop involved early with uh, eight receptions. So he got all his targets involved. Uh, it was a very outstanding performance by Deshaun Watson. Showed off his football IQ again, going over the coverage that the Falcons were playing, which probably wasn't much coverage at all. So it is good to see him back and good to see that, that elite QB1 that is needed for you guys in, in fantasy. Second, coming in, got Matty Ice, Matt Ryan with 32.9 FanDuel points. He got you he threw 32 for 46 in the same game, 330 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. It was a shootout in this game, as we, you know, thought it was going uh, to happen. Uh, 32-53, to Houston winning that game. Oh, by the way, Deshaun Watson was our, whatever, you know, fantasy football diagnostic start of the week at quarterback. So just had to do kudos there to John for that. Uh, but back to Matt Ryan, a good performance from him. He's been in a lot of high sh- shootouts this year, um, a lot when he's playing behind. So, you know, he's going to get those fantasy points for you, whether it's in garbage time or throughout the game. So, you know, Matt Ryan is going to be a guy that is going to get you a top 12 QB performance pretty much every week. He's a locked-in QB1 for you. And third, coming in, uh, Russell Wilson from his stellar performance last Thursday night against the Rams. Threw 17 for 23, but still got 268 yards with four touchdowns. Getting that low volume of pass attempts, you know, 20 to 30 is usually the number we see him do. But he's just so efficient with those numbers. And you know he's going to add the rushing value, his floor as well. He gave you 29.92 FanDuel points. He was outstanding for you. One of his best games, I think, you know, as far as football-wise. Pete Carroll also said it. He played very well in that game. Um, rounding up the top 12 for QBs, Teddy Bridgewater coming in at fourth. Dak Prescott coming in at f- number five. Kyler Murray finally breaking through, coming in at QB six. 
Tom Brady, my QB start of the week, coming in at QB7. Gardner Minshew, he's back. <laughs> he's still there with a great safe floor, coming in at QB8. Kirk Cousins as QB9. Andy Dawn as QB10. Jared Goff and then Pat Mahomes rounding off QB11 and QB12. Uh, things that stuck out to me here, you know, I just said it. I was happy about Kyler Murray finally breaking out, giving you those rushing yards. He got at least 94 rushing yards in this game. That's the good, safe floor that you need. Uh, yeah, so that was good for him to see him there. And Gardner Mitchell, man, I, I keep telling it that I'm not afraid of these matchups that are coming through. He's going to get you the 250 to 300 yards and at least two touchdowns in each game. It doesn't matter. Uh, so it's good to see him there. Uh, and uh, also, Pat Mahomes, you know, another – well, you know, not the start you want to see. They'll still have QB one start, but only one touchdown. Not that number you expect to get from, you know, probably potentially the number one fantasy player uh, in fantasy as far as scoring wise. So, yeah, you know, keep an eye on that there. His ankle's a little dinged up. But uh, moving on to running backs, you know, running backs, whew, they came through this week. They, they, they ate this week, starting with Aaron Jones, free Aaron Jones. He was freed this week. He saw his homies, got out, <laughs> had the homecoming party and everything. 19 carries, 107 yards, four touchdowns. Also got involved in the passing game with four receptions. He came through for you. 45.7 FanDuel points. This man got unleashed. Uh, it was it was a great performance. He ran all over the Cowboys, getting to the edge so quickly. I, I, I didn't no, knew he was a fast player, but I didn't realize how fast he was bouncing out uh, also and getting in between the tackles as well. Just waving by to defenders <laughs> running into the end zone. It was a great performance for Aaron Jones. I'm happy for him. Hopefully we could see, you know, he proves that he deserves the, the 20 carry mark, 20 touch mark, 20 to 25 touch mark every game because this man is an outstanding player. He, he's very talented. Second, this is, you know, no brainer really here. Christian McCaffrey, again, 19 carries, 176 yards, two touchdowns. Also, Got the added receptions and receiving yards in for you. 44.7 FanDuel points. Absolutely insane. Uh, you know, he, he got an 83-yard run in this game as well. He's everything for this team. He continues to carry this team. Early season MVP candidate. Uh, honestly, the early season MVP favorite. Um, he's doing everything for this team and ke- keeping them relevant. Uh, Carolina, you know, without their star quarterback, uh, still doing things that needs to do, still winning games, and it's because of this man right here. And coming in third, Josh Jacobs. You know, Jay Gruden said he, he wanted to make him the offensive rookie of the year. Way to prove it right now. He's went against a, you know, the probably arguably the best defense in the league. He had 26 carries, still getting that high volume for you, which is why you know he's a strong RB2 candidate and why I think he's a buy candidate. He got through the Bears. He got through a tough matchup. I don't think it's going to be a harder matchup for him after this. So you you know you got to. Keep him in there. 26 carries for 123 yards and two touchdowns. Did what he had to do for this team. Got the Raiders the upset win in London against the Bears. So that was a good performance by him. Uh, you know, rounding off the top 12, Matt Brietta coming through at running back four. He had an excellent game on Monday night against the Browns. Dalvin Cook at running back five. Philip Lindsay, RB6. 411 for net, RB7. Sony Michelle, RB8. Chris Carson, Ty Gurley. David Johnson, my running back start of the week coming through, dinked up his back, so we have to keep an eye on that later in, you know, later in the pod, maybe mention Chase Edmonds for the waivers. And coming in at RB12, Marlon Mack, he ran very well. Honestly, that was a good formula for them and the Colts to beat the Chiefs, keeping Pat Mahomes off the field. 
29 carries for 132 yards. Uh, he ran pretty well. I like that performance there from him. Uh, let's move on to wide receivers. Wide receivers, you know, also had good play. It was a lot of players that dropped 40 fantasy points for you. Uh, if you had one of them, uh, God bless you. You know, good more power to you. But if you went against these one of these players, like it was, it was rough for you. It was definitely a rough week. Wide receivers, Will Fuller. Uh, wide receiver started the week along with DeAndre Hopkins, but Will Fuller came through for you. 14 receptions, 217 yards, and three touchdowns at 46.7 FanDuel points, uh, FanDuel scoring points uh, in this shootout game against Atlanta. You know, we like the matchup against the soft Atlanta secondary, the banged up secondary, and he came through for you. You know, he, he did everything. You see, you see the value of him, uh, of his boom play. He had a good week, week one, but obviously this is his best game of his career easily. Um, you would think in favorable matchups, he's going to be a great flex play and even with some wide receiver two upside going forward. Um, Michael Thomas, next on that list, you know, 11 receptions for 182 yards and two touchdowns. That's a 35.7 fantasy point performance in FanDuel scoring. He, uh, he, he was there for Teddy Bridgewater. He's been there for Teddy Bridgewater since uh, he's been in like the roles for Drew Brees. Drew Brees just started throwing, by the way. Uh, I like what Michael Thomas is doing here. He's matchup proof. He's quarterback proof. It doesn't matter who you throw in there. He's a beast as far as getting receptions and getting into the end zone. And third, Amari Cooper, man, he's coming through since he got to Dallas. This man is an elite wide receiver one up there with guys like Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins doing better than these guys like that you, Julio, you know, up there with all these guys uh, since he got to the Dallas Cowboys. He's consistently putting up over 22 fantasy points, had 11 receptions for 226 yards and one touchdown for 34.1 fantasy points uh FanDuel scoring so uh Dak is going to keep throwing it to him he trusts him I, I think he's a, an elite wide receiver one going forward I think he's a bye candidate I, th- I like them going into the year I think you you know he's going to be uh consistently in the top five wide receivers uh, as far as and especially wide receiver one going forward coming in fourth to rounding up the wide receivers DJ Shark DJ Shark guard I guess some garden issues going to eat that means DJ Shark is going to eat. He's def- clearly the number one receiver at this point, as far especially with his boom play. You know, he got the eight receptions for 164 yards and two touchdowns. A great performance for him. It was excellent coming in wide receiver four. Wide receiver five, Adam Thielen. It's good to see him there. It's good to see him back. Good to see the, cut, the, the, you know, the Vikings throwing the ball, even though it was against my Giants. If, hey, but if you're going to expose, if you're going to get that pass game going, it's going to be against that weak Giants secondary. Chris Godwin coming in at our, uh, wide receiver six with another solid performance over Mike Evans, who had a hot zero. Allen Robinson, you know, coming in wide receiver seven. Tyler Boyd, wide receiver eight. Cooper Cup, Julian Edelman, Michael Gallup, and last week, Byron Pringle. Um, you know, he got that in, uh, you know, over, you know, Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman snuck in there. You know, it, it's going to be interesting. The, the Chiefs. I've had so many fantasy-relevant players this week. I mean, in general, this season. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when Tyreek Hill finally comes back. Uh, who's going to be, like, the guys that stay uh, consistent for this Kansas City Chiefs offense? Really, what stood out to me as far as wide receivers, I mentioned it quickly. Mike Evans getting zero points for you. That's that's real tough for uh, people out there. Uh, I, I understand the pain I have in one of my leagues. Luckily, you know, I was able to squeak that out. But if you know if you don't have a safe wide receiver to pair up with Mike Evans, it's tough week in and week out. He's such a boomer bust player. Didn't have two very two good games in week one and two. 
blew up in the week three against the Giants. But uh, since then, you know, it's kind of tough for him. Um, I don't know, uh, you know, if he should be uh, maybe a a sell can at this point. I mean, if if you want, it depends on your situation. If you have a safe flex with him, a safe wide receiver two with him, maybe it's worth the risk uh, of keeping him in your lineup. But Chris Godwin, I think, is the more consistent wide receiver. Um, And, you know, it it depends on really your situation. But if if it was me... I would try to sell Mike Evans uh, at this point. Um, maybe it'd probably be a sell low, but so maybe want to wait a week and try to get a sell, uh, maybe more value for him uh, in the next week. So, yeah, that's uh, really a lot on Mike Evans. Let's move on to tight ends, though. Gerald Everett, tight end one for the week. Seven receptions, 136 yards at last Thursday night against Seattle. Um, this is the second straight week where he's coming through for your team. Uh, I like the target number as well. Uh, at least two straight weeks with at least eight, with at least eight targets. So uh, I like that there. I think he's going to be, you know, someone that, of course, I'm going to mention in our waiver wise section going forward. Um, Darren Fells coming in at tight end two uh, for the week again. You know, he's the name that popped up here, but he only had two receptions for 20 yards and two touchdowns. Literally, his catch rate was uh, at 100% with the touchdown rate. So he he made ample opportunity of his two receptions because they both were for touchdowns. Um, again, I'm not sure how to judge this, if this is going to be more sustainable. Um, you know, I'm not going to try to recommend that you go get him, add him, uh, run for him, submit him in your lineup. And then if he doesn't get that two catches, he doesn't get any production at all. So it's kind of risky with him. Um, tied in three, Zach Ertz, a way more reliable option. Had five receptions for 57 yards and a touchdown, giving you 14.2 fantasy points in FanDuel scoring. Uh, so Jared Everett was 17.1. And Darren Fells with 15. That rounded up the top three. Uh, and then to keep going, you know, Jared Cook, tight end four. Ryan Rizzo coming in at tight end five. Will Disley, you already know, ball for 81 coming in at tight end six. Uh, another good performance from him. Austin Hooper also back in the tight end, top tight ends uh, coming at tight end seven. Travis Kelsey doing well for you again. Evan Ingram, Lee Smith. Coming in, you know, for Buffalo, one reception, literally for a touchdown. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy, Mark Andrews to round up the top 12 for tight ends. So some names that, you know, you don't usually see in there. You got to take for what it is. You got to really lead those the storylines. You got to really read those stat lines uh, for the guys, the tight ends that are going to be viable for you actually in the future. Um, so, yeah, those are round up, our, you know, positional breakdowns for the top guys at each position. I hope you had those guys in your lineups. If you didn't, you know, keep in mind that, you know, it's still early. Uh, It's definitely getting into panic time. Um, So maybe try to make better decisions going forward. But we're here to help you with that. You know, Fantasy Football Diagnostics, we got you covered. So let's get to this waiver wire pickups. Let's do this right now. You already know. QBs, I mentioned them before. I pleaded to, you know, get, get this guy I pleaded over him to, you know, be the guy over Andy Dalton this week. He did finish with more fantasy points than Andy Dalton. Gardner Minshew, only owning 24% of Yahoo leagues. He's just a great QB placeholder for your team if you're struggling at that position because he provides just such a safe floor for you. Again, 26 for 44, 374 yards with two touchdowns. That's the number that you're going to get. That's the usual stat line you've seen from Minshew um, with the added boost uh, in the yards this week. And it's against, you know, quote-unquote tough matchups we've been seeing. And Carolina, we thought it was another tough matchup against quarterbacks. But, again, he he did he did well against them. He's the real deal. Uh, I'm not scared of any matchup that he's going to see. 
Uh, and he's home against New Orleans in week five. So I think he's a guy that can, you know, give you added value going forward if, you need, if you're in need of QB help. Uh, so that's really it for QBs. Um, other than that, Jacoby Percet Pye had been added if you didn't. He struggled last night, but I think he's going to be okay. Um, but they got that win. I think the game plan was really to run the ball. Uh, moving on to wide receivers. Uh, my top wave wire ad, Muhammad Sanu. He's owning 42, only 42% of Yahoo leagues. He got five targets uh, yesterday for five receptions, 42 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, so Muhammad Sanu's gotten at least five targets in all his five games this year. He's providing also a good floor for your team, maybe a good safe wide receiver that you want to add to add in your flex um, for some receiver consistency. Uh, he's home against Arizona next week, on the road against Arizona next week, sorry, the Falcons are, and then home against the Rams. So that's a good looking forward to the next two weeks for as far as the schedule. Two soft defenses as far as the secondary. So you, you got to expect him to you know keep cons- adding to that consistent safe floor for you going forward. Second wide receiver who I you know I want you to keep an eye on, Byron Pringle. Uh, just another name that's going to be added. He's owned in one percent of Yahoo leagues. He had nine targets yesterday for six receptions, one hundred and three yards, and a touchdown. The reason why this guy is here, you know, of course, Pat Mahomes' touchdown. He was really the only constant in the Chiefs' offense yesterday, besides Travis Kelsey. Um, he has intrigue still, of course, why Tyreek Hill is out. Um, we still need to know his status. But Sammy Watkins also left the game with early with the hamstring injury. So, you know, that boosts Byron Pringle's value even more if he can't go, uh, as well as McCall Harmon and Demarcus Robinson. All three of those guys are boom flex plays for you. Um, it, it's really hard to maybe to make that decision who's going to be the guy uh, going into the week. But if Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill are both out, I think Byron Pringle has some added value. Uh, honestly, if I, had to, if I had to rank them, I think I would have, you know, McCole Harmon one, um, and then Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pingle kinda two and then two A, two B. Um, it's tough right now. Um, but Tyreek Hill is getting close, so that kinda diminishes McCole Harmon a, a little bit. Um, next, Ogden Tate. He's owning twenty two percent of Yahoo Leagues. He has fantasy relevance with both John Ross and AJ Green out. Uh he had six six targets yesterday on Sunday. For three receptions, 26 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, his, you know, I like that he took advantage of his opportunity with uh, both those receivers out. Uh, he's got a week six matchup versus the Baltimore secondary, who's been exposed this season. Uh, I think he could be a good serviceable flex or wide receiver four option for you going forward until one of those two receivers are back. Clearly, Tyler Boyd is the guy for you in this offense. But Ogden Tate, you know, if he's going to be the wide receiver two in this offense in good matchups and high over-unders, he will have a lot of value. Uh, and the last, you know, not not last wide receiver, actually, Deontay Johnson. I mentioned him before on the pod. He's only owned in 34% of leagues. We've also mentioned that, you know, he's the clear number two wide receiver in this offense. No matter who the QB is, um, we saw Mason Rudolph get knocked out. It was wild. It was a crazy injury uh, concussion. Uh, currently, Devlin Hodges is in. He's the new QB. Um, but I think he's a flex option going forward. Uh, Deontay Johnson even who, no matter what quarterback is there, I think he provides maybe a little more consistency or an established role versus like a guy like Ogden Tate. So if I had to, you know, rank those two guys, I probably put Deontay Johnson a little ahead of him. He had eight targets in this one, one more target than Juju. He led the team in targets again. Um, he had five receptions for 27 yards. So he's definitely involved in the offense, uh, and I think he's going to be there 
for you. Uh, you know, down the line, as you know, or when Mason Rudolph comes back, hopefully he does come back. If not, uh, you got to expect Deontay Johnson to get you that five to seven target number uh, every game. So that's good for him. Um, and lastly, this is a deep, deep sleeper league ad, I think. Duke Williams. I know you just, who who the hell is that? Um, you know, I'm saying the same thing, but if you think about it, the Bills just traded Zay Jones, uh, the former second-round receiver to the Raiders for a 2021 fifth-round pick. Uh, this guy's available in all Yahoo leagues, so, you know, he's out there. It doesn't matter. He had four targets for four receptions and 29 yards when a touchdown. But, you know, with the Bills trading Zay Jones, um, and he played two fewer snaps than John Brown yesterday, the Bills did again. I mean, Duke Williams did against the Titans. You got to expect him to have add a role going forward, I think. Um, and he could be a sneaky play, a uh, sleeper play. So if you're in a 16 team league, uh, maybe a 14 team league, uh, you know, and you have a dart throw that you want to just do at receiver, I would add him, maybe see where it goes. But uh, yeah, he has some intrigue to me, I think. Um, and moving forward to the running backs, uh, number one on my list for the running backs, Chase Edmonds. He's only owned in 3% of Yahoo leagues. Again, I keep stressing it. If David Johnson's owned in 100% of the leagues, Chase Evans should be owned in 100% of Yahoo leagues or leagues in general. He had eight carries for 60 yards and one touchdown. Also added three receptions for 18 yards. David Johnson, again, tweaked his back in the game. Yeah, it tightened up during the game. He'll be monitored throughout the week. Uh, <clears throat> even though David Johnson played really well, he's still locked in wide receiver and running back one when he's in the game. But if he happens to miss any time, or a game, Edmonds is an instant RB1 play in a very friendly fantasy offense with the Arizona Cardinals. I think Chase Edmonds, you know, he, he, he's got, he's just, you know, treasure sitting, you're sitting on it if you add him on your roster. Uh, also, as trade value, as trade bait, I would go get Chase Edmonds if you have the roster space and if you have, uh, you know, <clears throat> just the space in general to, to drop someone that's not really giving you some value on your team, like a Deion Lewis. He's just sitting on your bench for nothing. You're never going to start him, but Chase Edmonds, you're gonna, you know, you'll have him on your bench. You'll be, he'll be there for you just in case, you know. And he also has some standalone value as well. He's adding that, especially in friend, uh, you know, good matchups. Uh, next, um, my only other running back on this, uh, you know, waiver pod, Jonathan Hilleman. I think he's more of a safety ad in deeper leagues. Uh, Wayne Gallman received the concussion in his game. Jonathan Hilleman owned in all percent of Yahoo leagues as well. He had nine carries for 20 yards when after Wayne Gallman got hurt with the concussion in the first quarter. Again, he's a safety ad for you. If you're literally out of options, Saquon, you know, he could be out for the Thursday night game against the Patriots. Uh, we, and we know that the concussion protocol has been taken a week. Uh, and it's a, maybe I'm not sure how right now how it's looking for Wayne Gallman. So if both those guys are out, Jonathan Hilleman would be the next guy to start the matchup. Uh, I don't think he's going to, you know, you know, blow up against the Pats. But if, you know, if you're in a dire need of a player, and you had both Wayne Gallman and Saquon. You need someone to just play real quick, uh, make a real quick decision Thursday night. You might have to add Jonathan Hilleman. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't go uh, rushing for him. He's not in a very good matchup against the Pats. The Pats have literally stopped everything that have come their way this season. Uh, and then for tight ends, last category. Uh, first, you know, Gerald Everett, talked about him earlier. Tight end one for the week. He came through second straight double-digit fantasy point game. He's only owned in 10% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, again, second straight game with at least eight targets. Got 11 targets in this game. Got the seven receptions for 136 yards against the Rams. I'm sorry, against the Seahawks on Thursday night. With this volume and, you know, with golf, 
liking to throw to the middle of the field to guys like Cooper Cup. Yeah, I think he has very tied in one value is definitely tied in one volume and tied in one value. Especially if you're, you know, the Greg Olsen owner, you're kind of frustrated these last two weeks. He's done nothing for you. The OJ Howard owner, you probably should have got rid of him after week two. But if you're still trying to believe in OJ Howard and you're still frustrated, I think Gerald Everett is a guy you should be looking at. You should be, uh, you know, trying to add to your roster because, you know, the Rams are a, f- a very friendly offense. They're a high-scoring offense. Um, as they get better, as Jared Goff gets better and spreads the ball more, you know, J- you know Jared Everett should be continue to be involved in this offense. Um, and lastly, Chris Herndon. He's got just came with suspension. We've mentioned him on the pod many times before. He's expected to be activated for week six versus the Cowboys. Hopefully, Sam Donald is back. I know he said he didn't want to die. He doesn't want that spleen to rupture. But hopefully, he's back this week to give fantasy value to all your guys. Crowder, Robbie Anderson, Chris Herndon, all those guys, man. Um, we were expecting him. Hopefully, he's back. But Chris Herndon, he's owning only 29% of Yahoo leagues. He has some, uh, you know, low tight in one value, I think. He got three double-digit fantasy points last year in his rookie year with Sam Darnold. So, with, you know, Sam Darnold back, I think he has some value. Um, if you're in a pinch, if you're in a bind, you know, you, you need a tight end. Hopefully, you, you have had him had Herndon stash before in the last couple of weeks. But he's still only on the 29% of leagues. So, you can still get him. People are still sleeping on him. Uh, he'll be there available for you. So, yeah, those are those guys that are, you know, going to help your team, going to be out there for you. Uh, it was a it was a crazy week, as usual, this NFL season has been. Um, but those guys are going to be there. Uh, you know, if I want to look at the guys that, you know, really let me down this week, the guys that, you know, I was like, oh, why did I do that? Why did uh, this happen to me? Again, Mike Evans getting that zero points is really tough for you. Um, not happy about that. Uh, Keenan Allen, you know, uh, after having this huge start, wide receiver more performances, he hasn't been getting involved in a lot lately. Um, some takeaways I thought about from the week. Uh, I like how the 49ers, 49ers are a real deal defensively. We told you you'll get that 49ers defense. They came through again um, against the Browns, you know, and their run game is such, uh, they might be one of the best, you know, if not the best running team in the league, along with the the Vikings, with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. But Matt Bietta, Tevin Coleman, Raheem Morissette, you know, they all three ran well tonight, especially Tevin Coleman and Matt Bietta. Uh I like what I've seen there from them running game. Uh, and, yeah, those are pretty a lot of takeaways I got through um, that I took away from this week. Uh, week five's over. Moving on to week six, starting with Thursday night, Giants-Pats. You know, if the Giants play well against the Pats, that means they're definitely going to win the Super Bowl. It's like a correlation that I've seen, you know, in like the last two times the Giants won the Super Bowl. But, uh, I mean, it's not really going to happen. But, you know, it's good to it's good to think about it. It's good to see. Hopefully Saquon's back to see that. Um, and, yeah, glad you guys tuned in. Glad you guys, you know, heard the Week 5 wa- recap and the waiver wide pickups. Your boy G Money with the takeover right here. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the time. If you want to leave a review, if you want to just, you know, um, have me out here, you know, instead of John. No, I'm just saying John is the man. (laughs) He's one of the best partners I've ever had. Um, I'm hoping to have him back for our Wednesday show, uh, previewing Thursday Night Football and previewing Week 6. So add us on Instagram, add us on Twitter, at FFDiagnostics. Email us at football. Dot, dot fantasy diagnostics at gmail.com leave a review leave a follow 
leave a whatever. We all we appreciate it. We appreciate everything, the Instagram followers and all that. Um, yeah, signing off, your boy G Money. Not we out, but I'm out.